podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's the secret to job satisfaction? It's working in a career that serves the greater good. That's what being a Marquette nurse is all about. So if you're ready to make a difference, our direct entry Master of Science in Nursing program in Milwaukee or Pleasant Prairie can prepare you to be the difference in less than 21 months. And you don't need nursing experience to apply, just a non-nursing bachelor's degree. Search Marquette Direct Entry MSN to get started. Right now, savings goals might feel out of reach. But with the U.S. Bank mobile app, we can help you put money aside in a way that won't make you miss it. Using personalized insights, you can save in a way that works in real life and all the curveballs that come with it. So let's get you closer to whatever it is you're saving for. Because at U.S. Bank, even our tools are smart enough to put people first. U.S. Bank. We'll get there together. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Scout Report from the LFC Day Trippers brought to you in association with Five Yards. Um, you can find them at fiveyards.co.uk. You can get all the information about the game and what the, what the, um, the game is all about. But we're lucky that we have Alfie from Five Yards here with us again and Alfie will talk us through what, what it's all about. So I'm your host, Keith, uh, Keith Lunka, and I'm joined tonight by, as I said, Alfie from Five Yards. We have Grey's familiar face on these shows one of our own and we also joined uh, for the first time by a regular contributor and chat presence Mr Avi Handra who's going to give us his lowdown on some players how are you Avi? Yeah good good thanks um, Keith pleasure to be on the show. Yeah no worries great to have you great to have you on this side of the camera um, and Grizz I'm looking forward to your um, four, four hour epic updates on the, the the characteristics of certain players parents and yeah. all you know, it's you know this is this has been one of the most stressful weeks building up to a show for me. You know me, I don't get stressed yeah. very easily. But when you told me I've got to do some research and homework and then and find out where they started their careers and what they used to have for breakfast when they were fifteen and how they developed, you know, at school, and I thought this is madness. But we'll get through it, all right. Listen, I'm so glad that you're hosting and not Gav. That's all I can say. And the even and as the evening progresses. I'll explain how and why. Okay, that's very nice, but I'm I'm uh, yeah. skeptical. Oh. skeptical can I give Can I give Avi a welcome as well? Because me and Avi have, have have been have been following each other on Twitter for years, and uh, absolute pleasure. I've always um, had an eye on him. Scout, yeah, yeah. get it. And um, I think I've got just the right man for this kind of show. Welcome, Avi. Well, nice having you, mate. Well Such said. Words from you, Grizz. Thank you. Say, um, hope well you tip. Hope you tip. Hope you tip the barber. And everything because he's done a bloody good job. <laughs> yeah, cool. yeah. Look, myself, I've done a good yes. job as well, Grace. Yeah, for, Mans- um, yeah, manscape for us, isn't it? Oh yeah, very much so, very much so. So, Alfie, um, last week we done the show. Uh, you were anomalous. It was excellent. I, I enjoyed it. Being a, a contributor on it, and. It, a lot of people in the chat seem to enjoy it as well. It seemed to go very well. Um, so can you just give us a recap on, on what Five Yards is and what the what the game is all about? Of course. Good of you to have me back. Um, anyone who missed 
last week. Five yards is basically a scouting game that lets you back your own opinions on upcoming players or players who are already established. So you can do that in two main ways. You can either do that through just scouting them or you can actually buy them with money as well. And then you make returns based on how they perform, um, especially when they reach the top level of the game. Um, it's kind of the satisfaction of seeing a player that you batch from the start succeed and getting to succeed with them as well. So it's getting in early on a player. Um, as we, I said, we done the show last week and some of the names were familiar and some were not so familiar. And you want to be looking, and it doesn't have to be a player that's that's at the top clubs. Alfie was on last week and gave us a, a lot off Aberdeen, you know. So it's getting a player before they, they make that meal visit that they can sort of hit the, you're hitting them before they hit the big time. So that's where you can make your, your money in the game. Uh, so it's it'd be a happy go ahead. Yeah. Everyone's kind of got their own stories of saying to their mates or whatever before a player's actually hit the big time. You know, this guy's going right to the top. But then, funnily enough, when you bring it up with them, they pretend you're a psycho and that you never said it at all. Yeah. Uh, so this is a good way to actually put down in words this player's going somewhere. And you know, if you're wrong, it's just as fun. Well, that's no, it. I, yeah. I think I love this concept. It's an absolute brilliant concept. When you guys told me about it, I was like, wow, this is this is going to appeal to so many, uh, as Alfie says, so many of us, you know, when we hear about sort of stars coming to the fore now, we say, oh, we saw him. I knew it. I knew he was going to make it to the top, et cetera, et cetera. Well, now it's literally time to to, to put, your, put your money, so to speak, where your mouth is and, and, and go for it and do it. I think it's a brilliant venture. It is, and it's a different take on on a lot of the, you know, the the games that are out there. It's a very interesting one. And look, we all think we know we can spot a talent, you know, that way. And I gave a guy last week that's that's plummeting away now in the Brazilian league. You know what I mean? So I know less than anyone else. I'm not claiming to be. Uh, yeah, but you literally, audience. you literally, you literally go for the ones that have just barely signed an effing contract with the clubs, do you? Don't you? I mean, that's your. But that's what you do. You know. American football, you know, so yeah, yeah. I'm not one of these no alls. Yeah, let them sign a contract. Let them sign a contract first. Let them sign a contract first, Keith. But for example, now last week I picked two players, right? I picked um Matthias Aracho, uh, who's playing in the Brazilian League with Atletico Mineiro now, and I picked Pedri from Barcelona. One unknown player, one one well known at this stage player in Europe, and the value Pedri's value was was through the roof because he's already sort of broke through uh, seventy four million. I think we had the value on him last week. So Pedri is Pedri is well established at this stage. This week they're both they were both attacking midfield players. Number tens, creative on the ball, like to influence the game in between the lines. So this week I've gone for an exact same player as that again. I've gone for another player in the Argentinian league, and he's actually the most valuable player the most valuable asset in the Argentinian league and he's a 19 year old guy called Thiago Almada and Thiago Almada plays for Vela Sarsfield and he's a player that is um he is linked with a move unfortunately he's heavily linked with a move to Manchester United um they're really really highly highly after this fella and he's got a 25 million euro buyout clause now Vela's have come out and said there's no way he goes until someone pays the 
the boy out and Atletico Madrid are looking at him and Leeds are looking at him. There's a few teams looking at this lad and, and he is an excellent player. Last week I picked Zaracho. Zaracho's 22 and he's a similar player. But what caught my eye about Zaracho is that he's a pressing, pressing, pressing machine. Almad is much more of a creative player in, in that number 10 role. So, Alfie, I don't know if this guy is on the on the, the game database. I know Zaracho wasn't. But if he was, is he on the game? Yeah, he is on the game. Um, unlike your play last week. So he's up at £41 million right now because, like you say, it looks like he's on his way to a big club. Um, yeah. If this was the sort of player you picked up about, I don't know, a year, maybe even two years ago, if you'd seen him that early, um, before he was getting these big links, then you know, you'd know you be laughing right now. But um, as we saw with a couple we were talking about last week, um, when they're kind of on the radar of these big clubs already, and people are already anticipating that big move. You are going to see it reflect in their price. Um, and forty-one million is a lot for a player in an Argentinian league. It is indeed, but to, to go through how the scoring or the the projection would work. So if let's say Thiago Almada gets a move, and and he has his choice, and he let's say he has a choice of Leeds or Manchester United, and he goes to Manchester United, but he doesn't figure. You know. What's his what's his value in the game? You know, if he goes to Man Man U and he's not going to be seen for two years, does the value drop? Does the the value stay the same? How does it work? So it would drop because it's based on how many uh, starts in wins and goals and assists they're going to get. So mm-hmm. if when he first moves to Man United, uh, we think he's going to start in sort of seventy percent of their games. Um, that's quite a lot of wins, considering uh, you'd also have to factor in their regular Champions League appearances. Um, if all of a sudden he went missing and went down to starting zero percent of their wins, you are going to see that massively reflected in the price. Indeed. So if he was to choose, let's say a Leeds, he's come out. Laura Duffy has said there. I think Almada said he would like to work with Bielsa. He has come out and said that he's he's very keen on working with Bielsa. If he was to move to Leeds, for example, in the summer, and he's getting games, well then the value obviously will be will be high. But he won't have Champions League, Europa League. So there's all these factors that we have to take in. So, you know, it's getting the players and seeing where their career goes. But then, if again, we spoke about this last week. If somebody doesn't make it, we were saying about Curtis Jones. If Curtis Jones doesn't make it at Liverpool, or if he moves from Liverpool, it's probably because he hasn't really made the grade. Almeida, Almada, sorry, if he goes to Man U and doesn't make it and moves on, he's going to take a drop. If he goes to Leeds and gets a move, it's probably because he's doing well. So... You know the, the the next move could be key on his on his development as well. So we want to look at those things when we're talking about these players as well and factor in when it comes to the players we're going to discuss. Not what they're doing now, but what they can do and what we think they will do going forward. So definitely, right when I say that, yeah, yeah, and I I think it's it's also about working out not just the one of the player but the C one of the team. I mean, if you think he is going to go to Leeds, um, obviously right now that's a difference in potential performance pay um, for if he did go to Man United. But if you think Leeds are going to kick on, and maybe not this season, but the season after, get Champions League football, then you know there are a lot of nice Leeds players on the, on the game right now that you could definitely see a benefit of that. Yeah, so it's 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 having it's trying to be maybe one step ahead, is it, than, than the players. I'm going to see, I suppose, in some of the names that have been picked here, some are well known, one is not well known, and, and that could be the case. So look, we're gonna we're gonna kick off straight away and we're gonna go to the first player that we're gonna profile, and it's the debutant Avi. Avi is gonna give us his first player, and it's in in 
a nod to his uh, adopted home. Avi, who are you going for? Yeah, so I'm going to go with the American wonder kid, Giovanni Reina, who is obviously playing his trade in Germany for Dortmund. Um, 18 years old, broke into the team in January 2019. So he's had a bit of a, he's had a bit of game time under Lucien Favre, who is no longer at Dortmund. Can operate in a 10. Um, I think in the next couple of years, we will see him do serious numbers in terms of assists and goals. Um, he's coming into his own. He's been in and out of the team, still learning sort of the tactical side, being 18. You guys will probably remember his father, Claudio Reina, who played up in Scotland too for Rangers, Man City and Sunderland. So he's in the, he's, he's got the right support around him. I see him, you know, he's, he, I see him a pivotal part of the US setup, but I think in the next two years, if he, if he's on this tra- trajectory line that he's on, we could see him playing for the likes of a Barcelona, a Liverpool who have had, you know, a little interest in him, you know, a Manchester, Manchester City. So I think in the next two, three years, we'll see some numbers from him, assists and goals. And I think he could be a great player on this five yards system, on the scout system, scouting system that you've got going on. So Giovanni Reina is is someone that you really like, and yeah, he's, he's from a good pedigree, good stock. Uh, he's an exciting player. How old is he? Eighteen? I think he's eighteen or he's nineteen. He's one or the other. But I remember him. I think he's eighteen. Uh, Keith, you're right. He's eighteen. So he's eighteen. Um, he's an exciting player. He plays from the wings. Uh, is he predominantly one sided, or does he does he? So he has had a chance at um, being on the left-hand side of the front three, but I prefer him in the 10. Um, he's been likened to Kaka, and I can see the similarities when he sort of drifts with the ball. He's a player who's, if it makes sense, he's quicker with the ball than without yeah. the ball. He runs quicker with the ball, and Kaka was a bit like that too. Once he got the ball, he could see him just glide past players. I see that in his game. He is a bit naive, or oh, he's 18 years old. But yeah, I, I see him more of a 10 where he will do his damage for in, in Germany or his next club in the next few years, whoever comes knocking on the door to Dortmund. And you think there will be someone knocking on the door to Dortmund in the next couple of years? Can you see if that? Stay, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he stays grounded, if he keeps learning. I think with Dortmund right now, they need a set structure because, you know, Tuchel came in, he's gone. Now Fabri's come in, he, he's gone as well after a year and a half. I think it's, it's imperative for Dortmund to have a right Mandarin where players like, you know, if Sancho stays, but a Bellingham and a Reina will benefit from. I think this swap and change, giving a manager one year and then he goes off. A player needs consistency at that age, especially at 18, 19. And what sort of, um, what sort of, if he does move, what what teams do you think would be attracted to Gio Reina? What systems? What Where do you think he could flourish? See, I, I think he can play in a 4-3-3. He can play in a 4-2-3-1. I think, he can play on. He, he just lacks that little bit of pace, whether that comes with an age off the ball, you know, his work rate as well can, you know, we can look at that. But again, we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's 18. I think in a system where, see, for me at the moment at Liverpool, I think he would be brilliant in years to come. I don't think right now, but maybe in a year or two years time to see how he gets on in the German league, which is a great, you know, institution to learn your footballing talent. I think we'll see the best of him in a system like Liverpool. I think, um, similar to what Silva did at Manchester City, I think he could do a role for Manchester City if Pep is still there. I think yeah. he'd be brilliant, maybe like a Bruno Fernandes, but I think he's got a little bit more than Bruno Fernandes in terms of the way he carries the ball forward. Okay, so yeah, I'm not, it's, I'm it's... not making any comparisons, but uh, <laughs> you know, we know Bruno's done his damage and he's, he's a great player at the moment. But 
Reina, he's, he's got a little bit more about him. And if he learns and matures, we'll see a top player in him. It's it's an interesting comparison because Bruno Fernandes wasn't <coughs> one at 18 that was, um, you know, jumping on, on radars all over the world. He's a player who developed. He went off to Italy and developed his game. So, you know, it's it's this this guy is, you know, he's, since he's 16, he's been on the radar, this lad. So, Alfie, Gio Reina, what price are you looking at if you were to buy Gio Reina in the game? We'll talk more in depth about their projections in a second because it, he's part of the first rivalry. But how much would you be looking at for Reina if you were to buy now? So he's currently set at 69 million, which makes him Dortmund's uh, third most expensive player. I think maybe the thing that stops him being in the kind of echelons of the, the Howlands and the Sanchos and the Mbappes right now, despite being 18 and showing someone. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Promise is maybe his goal contributions. Um, he's not kind of got that addicted output um, attitude that a lot of these teenagers we're seeing come through do have. Um, I think he will be part of the Dortmund unit for a long time and I think I'll definitely see him succeed um, if, like you say, he kind of keeps his head down and improves it. it pr- probably one of the best teams around to improve youth players. Yeah. And I suppose that's what it's, it's all about, isn't it? You know, they, they can rush into a move and it can be the wrong move. Um, Pulisic jumps to mind another USA international at Dortmund who was very highly rated and made the move to Chelsea and hasn't you know lit the world on fire yet injuries have scuppered them and manager changes and all that but well coming up and anyway um is not going to help his development so we're, we're saying rain is valued at 69 million which is an absolute whopper of a fee Riz, what's your ta- your takes on rain very quickly is he a player you, you like or i like him i like him uh i wouldn't say i'm i like him as much as avi does i mean avi's been on his case for like ages and ages, he keeps DMing me, you know, I'm going to reveal him one day. I'm going to put him all over Twitter, but he's been telling me about this guy. I mean, he's the one who actually told me about him sort of first, firsthand and said, have a look at this guy. This guy looks good. Um, and he does. And he does. He looks quite an athlete, doesn't he? He's, he's quite an athlete. I don't know if you um, mentioned that, um, but he's, he's a powerful runner as opposed to blistering pace in terms of sort of you know, he's, he's quite physically built for his age. You said he's 18, right? 18. He doesn't look like an 18 year old. If you, you know, if I can say that, you know, he looks, uh, he looks very, um, very mature uh, for his age um, and plays with quite a bit of maturity as well. Um, that Dortmund team is, um, is full of, full of talent. And, um, you know, he, 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 he doesn't look out of place and that's quite a compliment in itself. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, so that's Rain. It looks like we're going to come on to right back to Rain in a second when we come to the rivalries for who we think will have the better career. But Grizz, while you're here, your first player, Grizz, another young winger who's attracting attention. Yeah, I've 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 gone for a dead cert to, for my first player. I've kind of just bottled it basically. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, I've gone for a dead dead cert who, in my opinion, is going to be. Um, the next hero that Barcelona 
uh, are looking for. Um, you know, how many years, how many seasons have we heard who's going to be the, the 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 next prince after Messi and who's going to, you know, take his his place in, in the folklore of Barcelona? Well, I think Barcelona, after a couple of false storms, they've had Bojan Kerchic, or how did you pronounce his name? And they've had a, they've had a yeah they've had a few that sort of a lot of people said oh this is the next best thing and you know, but I think this kid um, I've gone for is um, going to be right to the top. His name's Ansu Fati, um, an absolute um, gem, a little gem of a player that Barcelona, as they do because of their amazing amazing academy, haven't paid a penny for. He was a free transfer from Seville at the tender age of nine or ten, I believe. Um, you know, the son of a uh, son of an immigrant father who fled their the homeland because of civil war. Um, his dreams of playing for, wait for it, Real Madrid. Actually, as a child, he was a Real Madrid fan uh, growing up. But um, but I think Barcelona won the won the tug of war over him, and you know he wasn't going to turn down Barcelona. Um, yeah, amazing, amazing story, amazing story. The kid, the kid turns up at Barcelona, and then actually, um, you know, has uh, play after his first game. He's so disappointed with his performance. He's a ten year old, right? And he texts his coach. And this stood out for me, just sort of reading up on him and learning more about him. He takes his coach and says, I'm very sorry for my performance. It will never happen again. And this is a 10-year-old. Um, you know, that's an amazing, amazing sort of, it shows you a sense of determination um, already at, at, the, at that age. And um, But yeah, unfortunately, he then breaks his leg at 13, um, you know, and 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 the his coaches at, at the time sort of spoke about his dedication to fitness and nutrition even at that age um you know and and thank god he recovered fully um you know he, he the youngest sort of um I was going to say the from youth the first one of the few players from barcelona youth team to go straight into the first team squad yeah. without playing for the barcelona b which is massive which is huge and it so happens the coach was Valverde, who had a very bad reputation in terms of promoting youngsters. But he knew he was that good. And you're talking about Valverde, who's the equivalent of Keith. Would I? Would I be? Would I be? Would it be fair to say he's the equivalent of a Hodgson, a Roy Hodgson type? Coach? It's a bit harsh, I think. On Is that a bit harsh? Yeah, it's a bit harsh. Well, I've got a, I've got a, I've got to add drama to my story about yeah. Fatty. So you know, you could, you David know, Moyers, give him a David Moyers or something. That's not a bad shout. That is not a bad shout. And this is why I meant when I to get the job. This is why I meant that. This is part one of why you're better than Gav tonight for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, Valverde sees something in him and and sort of thrusts him into into the first team. He has a 15 minute cameo where he's. We, you know, he's just he comes on as a right winger essentially, um, and has a 15 minute cameo, and, and the crowd just love him and everything. Um, he actually, in his on his full debut, he gets a goal and an assist, um, and he's become the darling already yeah. of the crowd. What was he 16 when he made his debut? Was he? Five? He was 16 when he made his full debut. Yeah. Um, and guys, you know, I don't know what you guys were doing at 16, but I can't reveal what I was doing at 16. Um, 
Avi still is 16, so he may, he could tell us what he does these days. Um, but yeah, he gets a goal and an assist on his full debut, man. Um, you know, Messi talks about him and says, you know, wow, this guy embraces him. There's one clip of them where they're embracing and it's gone viral. So, so automatically people get a, uh, a glimpse of him or hear about his name because Messi's hugging him, so giving him such a warm embrace. Um, Messi's not known to sort of embrace all of his teammates. Let's not forget. You know, Messi is very much for himself. Um, but this kid, um, since his debut from the right wing, he's actually established himself as a as a, a left winger. You know, um, cutting on his right, um, he's not very tall, um, but he's he's got um, a low sense of gravity and a lot a lot of strength, um, um, lower body strength. What stands out for me is his finishing. I think his finishing is absolutely cold. Yeah. Nothing sort of phases him. You know, he's made his national debut and at the age of 17, um, you know, youngest... Debut, Sorry? I think he scored on his debut as well for Spain. He, sc he scores uh, on his full debut against Ukraine. You know, so nothing phases him. Every stage that he's sort of been progressing, he's, he stays calm, he stays cool. Unfortunately... He's just picked up an injury last month. Um, not last, a couple of months ago, I think. But an amazing start. You know, five goals, two assists, and won three penalties in the first 10 games. So he was destined for greatness. I saw this. I can, you know, I can yeah. tell you guys I saw this, right? But, but yeah, fantastic player. Um, can beat you for fun. Um, we were linked with um, Esquele Garay recently, uh, the Valencia centre-back. Um, he absolutely tore him a new one on his debut. Uh, uh, absolutely tore him a new one, and 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 you know, and Garay was physically bigger, more experienced. Thought he could, you know, sort of dominate him physically. But this guy, he's got a he's got he's got a signature move where a lot of right a lot of right-footed players have, or or left-footed players have, on the, playing on the opposite side of their of their foot, where sort of he ducks in, and that move is all about timing, in my opinion, and. You know, the great Figo used to have that move where you duck in between players um, and George Best, you know, I, I don't want to go overboard with my with my comparison, but the dribbling style reminds me of a Figo, of a George Best, where he, he sort of kind of glides. He's not like Neymar in terms of party tricks and, and sort of, you know, flicking the ball here and there. He has got that in him. And that's what I love about him. He, but he's got a maturity to his play in terms of he knows how to beat the opponent without making a fuss, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So you get wingers where they're doing drag overs and step overs. Do you remember the the, the Jalminas of this world and yeah. uh, the Danilsons? You know, so many tricks and but even not Cristiano as a, Ronaldo before he settled in his down. young days before before Fergie slapped him, yeah, and said, "What are you doing?" Yeah. So this guy from a young age already, he doesn't need that sort of coaching and guidance, it seems. He knows how to beat a player with the minimum of fuss. And I absolutely love that about him, Keith. Um, deadly yeah, finisher. I actually I actually think he ends up, I actually think he ends up as a, as a striker, as a number nine. Um, but he's got a lot of growing to do physically, um, get, in the, get, get on, the, on the old, um, um, I was going to say something, in, in the med medical team need to look after him and sort of, you know, give him the good stuff. And, yeah. you know, this guy will end up as a number nine, in my opinion, because his finishing is so brilliant. Okay, okay. I'll stop you there. Um, Alfie, before we get the valuation, I just, Veranda Chase had a comment about why you're picking Fatty. 
he's going to be through the roof. We're just going through the process of, of the game as well, you know, and, you know, these are young players and we'll get evaluation. So as it goes on, we'll we'll be unearthing some more gems, but we just pick players that we can talk about. Alfie, evaluation on Fatty, just out of curiosity. Yeah, so, I mean, as the comment said, he's um, he's pretty well established now as a big prospect, but that doesn't really mean that you can't get in on him before he makes that next step. If you really think he's going to make a step up to be one of the top three players in the world, then there's still value to be had there. He's the sixth most expensive player on the platform. He's 85 million um, behind sort of Haaland, Sancho, um, I think Sane, Sterling and Mbappe. Wow. Um, so we do really rate him highly. Um, but, you know, like you say, um, he has had those big injuries, so that would be my only doubt. Um, that he doesn't reach the potential that he clearly does have is if that starts to become a niggling thing. Um, but right now, I mean, there's just so much promise. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a meniscus tear. Is it's a meniscal meniscal injury, isn't it? I think so. so I, you'd you'd hope and pray that it's nothing major that will affect him, sort of, you know, long term or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I knew the I knew the valuation would be pretty high. Um, as I said, I've gone for a dead cert, like you know, one of those. Odds on top, and and in my opinion, he will reach the the very top. Yeah, and that that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And look, uh, it brings us to our our um, first rivalry of the show, which is Reina versus Fatty, two highly rated players who play from wide areas who who can move in centrally. So, well, we're not going to waste too much time talking about these guys because we've the lads have gone through and given. We told Grizz they don't have to give a biography, and he's told us what football boots Ansel Fatty's dad used to wear in the nineteen fifties. Listen, well, I, I didn't wait. I didn't do some homework for no reason. I had to bloody yeah. get this out. Do you know no, what I mean? No, no. I joke, I joke. But in, in fairness, we're going to talk about seconds, <laughs> and, and the worry, I suppose, we, I spoke about it a minute ago with Raina is. Can he will he end up like a Pulisic is he a wrong move away from maybe stunting his development or is he going to stay as Alfie said at Dortmund become a superstar or can he make a good move and and jump through the roof and similar to Fatty does Fatty stay is he one of the faces along with Pedri who we spoke about last week of the new Barcelona or does he become a Munir El Haddadi who was a shining light and then just sort of fell off. Do you know what I mean? So, so lads, Avi, I'll come to you first. A rivalry, Fatty against Reina. You don't have to pick your own player here, lads. By the way, you don't have. There's not a case for the defense and the prosecution. Uh, it's okay. who do you think, all things considering, would be the better bet going forward? If you were the boy, if you were playing the game today, and you are going to, you've, you've got the values there. I mean, Reina is sixty-nine million. Fatty is eighty-five million. Who's the better value to the surefire hit? Avi, I'll come to you first. I'm going to be biased, Keith, but I'm going That's to go fine. with I'm going, I'm going to go with Gio, Giovanni Reina just purely because I think he's got the right advisors around him. His dad will play a big part in his career, and like I said, if he stays grounded, he will do some serious numbers in the next couple of years. And if it is Dortmund that he stays, and Dortmund, you know, we know they are they can be a very well structured team. I think for value for money, in my opinion, it will be Giovanni Reina. That doesn't mean that I don't rate Ansu Fati because I think he's incredible. But I think Barcelona right now, they've got some big, big decisions outside of football to make rather than the squad. So I'm going with Giovanni Reina. Which is fair enough. That's fair enough. And Grizz. Yeah, I think I think that's fair enough, but I think I think that's ludicrous to <laughs> to to sort of go with 
Reina above Ansu Fati. I mean, you know, think you did offer him. Think of the game. Absolutely am. I absolutely am thinking of the game. Nothing else is in my mind or head apart from the game. And I just think this guy is literally going to be, you know, the next Messi. And we all know what Messi has achieved in his in his career. Okay, Alfie gave him that explanation, that sort of that expression of what have I just said there. When I say the next Messi, I mean the next possible Messi. You can't have another Messi, right? But yeah, sort of you can have... Pedri is going to be the new Messi, so... Have you really? Okay, yeah, well, that's me and you then. Okay, well, that's mine and yours to want to look out for, um, which is interesting because this is what this game's all about. This is all about sort of, you know, between your mates and having this sort of um, uh, um, a battle between you guys and say who's the more talented. And that's the word that I've chosen. That's the reason why I've chosen Fati over uh, Reina. I use the word talent. I think Reina is a more will become a more system player, a more mechanical, more, you know, sort of, I don't want to, you know, don't want because I like, I love the guy. I don't want to make it out. I don't like Giovanni Reina. I think he's a fantastic, he's going to be a fantastic player. But the natural talent that oozes out of this kid um, is, 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 is it's, it's insane. And that's the reason, what, just for that very reason, I've gone for the natural ability of, of, of Fatty. That's fine. That's fine. So you're banking on Fatty being more a clinical goal scorer as well and being the centerpiece of a Barcelona rebuild. And you think that's the sure for our bet. So you're going for for that. Look, that's fine. That's the lads have gone through the the sort of the first two players and the first rivalry. Now, Alfie, a lot of people are there's loads of names getting bandied about in the chat, which is great. Our chat is always excellent, I have to say. And knowledgeable people throwing names but as we said earlier people are saying why well, is picking these players these have already made it Alfie you 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 run this right this is your this is your thing so you're going to give us a player now and you're going to give us the reasons why this player is going to be a, a good uh, selection so do you want to let us know who your your choice is yeah he's not overly obscure um, but it's Karim Adeyemi at RB Salzburg um, yeah I've been waiting to speak about him for a while to be honest because um, I, I think out of all the talents I've seen outside of the big leagues and outside of the big teams, he's probably the person that's caught my eye the most. Um, I think in terms of playing style, the easiest comparison I could make now is probably Marcus Rashford. He's very good at picking the ball up from deep and you know you blink and all of a sudden he's in behind you. Um, he's not necessarily going to be that Timo Werner type player who is just going to run beyond the defensive line, find himself in the box he is fine with dropping deep and doing all the work himself. Um, As an educator, you've been leading students to grow, learn, and achieve for years. Take your passion to the next level by earning your doctoral degree in education online at Grand Canyon University. Become a change agent and help identify emerging trends in K-12 education, develop innovative solutions, and make measured improvements. What do you think making a difference in education looks like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Um, his dribbling ability is absolutely phenomenal. Like he, he's he's a proper compilation player. Um, he's not necessarily the kind who's going to do you with like an incredible skill or anything. I think he's a very efficient dribbler. Um, not too flashy. Um, but his close control is incredible and his finishing inside the box is phenomenal for someone who's such a good ball carrier, uh, something you don't really see a lot. I think if you can kind of get Rashford's ball strength 
striking ability outside the box, he's going to be incredibly well-rounded. Excellent, excellent. So he's a, he's a striker, is he at, at Salzburg? He's a yeah, so he's, he's a striker, but he's played on the left and the right. So he was in um, he was in their second team for a bit, um, and he just started breaking through into their first team, sort of back end of last season, start of this season. He's, um, hold on, I'll get it here. He doesn't actually start as many games as he kind of maybe should because they've got Pats and Daka up front, and he's only 18. So the manager doesn't really trust him too much to, yet, but um, he's started four games in the last roughly a season. He's got eight goals and assists. Um, he's one of those who, when he gets right into top gear, he does not stop. Um, and I do see him be kind, of, kind of becoming that player that is addicted to output, like I mentioned earlier. Um, he really does love a goal. And it's interesting, you, you mentioned Pats and Daka. Pats and Daka gets um, linked to Liverpool all the time. People dying to sign Pats and Daka. And Pats and Daka benefited when Haaland moved on. Pats and Daka stepped up. He was the next taxi on the rank there at Salzburg. And Adiyemi could be the, the next Pats and Daka. When Pats and Daka does move on, it is the next step. And I suppose Salzburg, it's a great club for a game like this, isn't it? Because it's a breeding ground for getting players and then they'll move on. You know, obviously the progression is tends to be Leipzig will be the next mm. stop there for their stars. But you're looking at European football then and you know, or if he goes to England or wherever else, Spain, France, whatever, there's a chance he's gonna make it to a, a high level. So how much would you be looking at if you were to buy uh Karim Adiani at the moment? Right now he's thirty two million. Um, so Pat Sindaka obviously is getting a lot of the attention right now, like you said. Um, Pat Sindaka is currently 22 years old and he's 48 million. Um, so that's Adiemi for just over three years younger, um, a 16 million difference. And if, if I was to bet on it personally, I really do see him stepping into Daka's shoes when he likely does leave in the summer. And then if he gets a full season under his belt as the first starting striker, you're looking at it from next summer's point of view and you're saying it's a 20-year-old instead of a 22-year-old who's setting the world alight at Salzburg. You're probably going to move to a Bundesliga team and is probably going to get back to goals and assists. Um, for me, I think he's the smarter pick over Daka because he's at that step before where you can still see the natural progression. Of course, if you're really smart, you just find out who Salzburg's best 16-year-old striker is who's going to fill in at the end issues. That's it, I suppose, and, and that you know it is the the name of the game, isn't it? Who's who's the the highly rated um, players at these clubs that are, are good, not feeder clubs, but good breeding grounds. Um, now, from a Liverpool point of view, we've sort of got a close relationship with your the Red Bull Group with with Salzburg. Um, when it came to doing up the Kirby training ground, there was a lot of. Um, uh, dealings with the RB Salzburg lads about how they set up their training facilities and you know there is a connection there it's, it's a well-run organisation whether you agree with the principles of it or not that, that's another another question Chris have you heard of this lad at all has he come across your radar before heard of him name? yeah heard of him but not sort of don't know much about him um, in terms of how much Alfie's sort of said about him and that's it I'll, I'll, I'll not claim to be an expert on Adi Amy yet yeah. Yeah, it's a What about you, Avi? Have you come across Adi Amy? No, I can't say I have. I've, obviously, I think we know of Pats and Dakar, and I'm a big fan of Pats and Dakar. I think he's a great finisher. Um, I think under Desi Marsh, because he's at um, Salzburg, isn't he? So he's yeah. great in, 
you know, getting all the invigorating these youngsters and letting them express themselves. So he's under the he's un, he's under safe hands with Jesse Marsh and let's see his development. I love I love Avi and the American propaganda. Have you noticed that he's kind of in every oh, sort yeah. of America oh, gets mentioned? Sorry, America yeah. gets mentioned in every sort of uh, statement. I like that. I like. Celebration day, so the celebration exactly. They're yeah. celebrating today, exactly. So, no, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so yeah, so that that's it. it uh, that just goes to show we we've talked about four players here, and and he's by far the 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 least expensive. So that's the the type of player for anyone in the chat that's you know, and we'll talk about how you can get involved in a while, but it's it's looking for that player before they they make the breakthrough. So look, we're gonna move on to the next. Um, rivalry actually and it's between two centre-backs and it's two centre-backs that have been in vogue they, they, their names have been heavily linked with Liverpool um, and they're players that we can see making the move if not in January certainly maybe in the summer and it's the Dutch pairing of um, Per Schoers and Sven Botman um, Alfie a quick question before I go to the lads on this when we're looking at centre-backs in the game what are you looking for what's the key thing here is it just going to teams with win ratios rather than goals and assists or is there anything for defenders that can make them attractive propositions wins are kind of number one yeah I think we, we do get asked a lot why clean sheets aren't available um, to pick up performance pay I think the easiest way of explaining it is that clean sheets don't necessarily guarantee success I mean, if we did offer the same for clean sheets as we did for goals, you know, James Tarkovsky would be about 90 million. And I don't think anyone is really paying that, aside from maybe West Ham. Um, but yeah, we don't want to kind of skew it so that defenders are unreal, unrealistically priced. So definitely wins is the way to go. But then if you can find, you know, there are fullbacks um, like Trent who are going to get you loads of assists in a season, their centre-backs, um, kind of Virgil van Dijk level, that are going to get you a few goals as well as a nice bonus. But yeah, wins are definitely how I would look for potential. Yeah, indeed. So before we go on, Avo's having a little uh, pop at me, there we say a pair of shoes. Maybe I did. It could be my Dublin accent. Maybe a pair of shoes sound like a pair of shoes. Now that I'm saying it back, it probably does sound the same. But now I mean the Ajax centre-back pair of shoes. Um, Grace, I'll come to you first on this. So again, we're not looking for a this-is-your-life sort of thing with, with pair of shoes or Sven Botman. But between those two lads at centre-back, as you said, they've been linked with Liverpool. Who do you think has the best um, prospects out of the two? Like in five years, in two years, who's going to be the better option? Not who's had the better career till now, mm. who's more holy rated now. Who do you think could be on the cusp of something big? This this was probably the most toughest, toughest rivalry uh, question that was sort of posted and sent when you sent it earlier. And I asked us, Keith, I couldn't give you a definitive, still a, a definitive clear answer. It's that close. Both very highly rated. Um, you know, Alfie sort of explained kind of what we're looking for in terms of you know, how to sort of categorize them and then that helps a bit. Um look, Scherz is at Ajax, Botman's at Lille. You start off with that as a base. Um um Scherz you'd say or you'd you'd say sort of playing even though Botman's played in the in the Champions League with, with Lille, um I think um Scherz is slightly more advanced, experienced. Uh it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Both have 
um, characteristics that a lot of major clubs will be looking for, uh, namely, namely six foot plus, mm-hmm. built like brick houses, fast and brilliant on the ball. Um, I'd say Botman is my choice in term, especially because of the fact that is I think his long range passing is 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 better for me than Scherz. Uh, Scherz is more drilled into the Ajax way of playing in terms of short passes, um, which is, of course, very useful as a centre-back. But I think the range of pass from Botman, um, and I find, I've seen, I think Botman will get more um, more goals from set pieces. He's that, he's that more... So- I think he's more slightly more aggressive. I mean, Scherz is is brilliant as well. I'm a big fan of Scherz, but I think the aggressive uh, nature of Botman, I'd I'd, I'd go for because I like that in my centre back. So I, I'd just edge it with Botman. I think he's gonna he's gonna be snapped up by you know we 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 spoke to his people, agents couldn't quite come to an agreement. Uh, jo- uh, Jose Mourinho is a massive fan, um, so yeah. That's um, that's one to keep an eye on. I think I think he's gonna get um, his big, very big move soon. Good stuff, good stuff, Alfie. Before we go on, Kieran's trying to comment up there. Shows and Botman value is reflected by the no clean sheet bonus, twenty two and twenty seven million. So, which is is that twenty two for Shores or twenty seven for twenty two for Botman right now and twenty seven for Shores? So, Grizzly actually bring up quite an important point about the wins of the respective teams as well. Um, not every league in the world can currently get you performance pay. So because the Eredivisie maybe isn't as big a league as Liga Un, um, you're not going to get uh, returns for wins in Eredivisie right now. But okay. when he does play in the Champions League for Ajax, he definitely will see returns there if they pick up wins. Um, and also, you know, when we're talking about projecting where their next step is, you can definitely see shares at one of the highest leagues, you know, La Liga, uh, Premier League, Bundesliga, which is when he will start racking up those returns. Indeed, okay. indeed. Excellent. Avi, what about yourself? Who do you see as being the better prospect between Shores and Botman for the game purposes? Yeah, we saw a bit of Shores in the Champions League, didn't we? He, he did himself like he was great against us. He played well against, I think there was one occasion where Mane, we thought Mane was, you know, clear through, but Shores had a bit of pace with him and caught up with him. He's he he you know he's a really good player, but I think I'm going to go with Botman too. I think his stature, and again he's joined a club where there's a little bit of a conveyor belt going on with youth players. You know, there's a few uh, players at Lille right now who are coming through the system. So I'm going to go with Botman too. And I think Yapstam. He said recently that he's the closest thing to himself. So that's some high ceiling. So yeah, I'll go with Sven Botman too. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um... I'd go up, I'd probably call Botman myself. Just, but I think it all depends on, you know, I think they're both, they are both going to move. I think they're both going to make moves in the summer. And, and the destination probably is key to where they go because, you know, we see another young Dutch centre back from the Ajax school in, in, um, the Licht went to Juventus and struggled there initially and, and hasn't really, Hasn't really done too much, and he was the the highly rated last summer. He was the the highly rated centre back on the market. So I suppose that the move is key in this as well, isn't it, Alfie? You know, if you can see one of these lads making a move somewhere like a Bayern Munich or something, if Bayern Munich were to take in one of these lads, then the world's their oyster because their wins are going to absolutely skyrocket. And it, it's not a, an unrealistic um, move, but as as Grace said, you know, Spurs signed Sven Botman. 
and then after a few weeks, he's he's battling with Eric Dyer and someone else. You know, it, it the, the move is key. The move is key. So, yeah, I can. Do I think Shores is a better player now? Probably. Do we think Botman for the game for a twenty-two million is a better option? Yeah, probably do as well. So it's I think I have to agree with you as well. I think it's a clean sweep for Botman here, which is yeah. you know really shows that it's all about disagreeing with the scouts as well. I mean, they yeah. clearly thought that um, Shores is a better option, but. That's that's four one pass. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree with everything that's been said. I think Botman's kind of desire in the air, his aerial win percentage is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, whereas Shures maybe is a bit better on the ball. I think Botman is that man you won't go into war with you. Yeah, no, it's very true. It's 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 one, and you know, it, it's one when I when I heard the rivalry forced, I said, "Ah, Shures is going to get this. He's the high, higher rated of the two. But the more you think about, it, as you say, Botman. You know, he, he is one you want to, to go to war. And there's a lot to be said for that. You know, an elegant centre-back, we've saw the lick, what can happen there. And, you know, Botman just, he's made a move. He's gone to another country already. He's he's done well going to another country. And, yeah, I think he's probably more more geared up for a, a better future um, for the next few years initially. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting one that we've all sort of come with Botman on that. Um so the next player we're going to focus on, um, Avi, it's back to you with your second player. Now, you might want to strap his... Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un Fileo Fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. I saw the for this one, lads, in the chat. So, go ahead, Avi. Yes, a player that I was told to look at. Um, he's, he's, he's a youngster at Monaco. He's from he's Belgium, originally from Anderlecht. His name is Elliot Matazo. He's 18 years old. Um, funnily enough, he's actually quite, he's older than uh, Giovanni Reina. Yeah. But he's been in the academy for like the last year and he's been likened to Claude McAlady. But from the little clips that I've seen of him, he's a very combative midfielder and someone that you know that's got goals in him who can, he's got an eye for a pass as well. He's, Made his debut, I think, um, last month. He got sent off in his second game inside 37 minutes. It was actually a dubious decision. But he's a player that he sort of caught my eye. He, he looks robust. He looks he looks like a little tiger in the middle. So I'm looking forward to his progress. I think there's goals in the player, and I think there's assists in the player too. So he's one to definitely look out for in the next year or so. I, I can't see him staying in Monaco for too long. I see him maybe coming to the Premiership. I wouldn't be surprised if the likes of Arsenal or Tottenham are looking at him. There were rumours that Atletico Madrid were looking at him because of, you know, Thomas Partey leaving. So it could be an interesting one for sure in the next coming sort of, maybe in the summer even. But he's, he's a talent for sure. Yeah, there was a list, there was a line of clubs trying to get him when he was leaving Anderlecht to go to Monaco and it was seen as a kill. Um, again, Manchester United were heavily linked with him at that stage. Um but he's one that he, he's not that experienced. You know, he is only breaking in. I had a look myself. I think he's only made five appearances um, for Monaco's first team. Uh, Alfie, do you have anything on this lad? I don't know anything about Elliot at all. He's actually not on five yards, which is perfect for the conversation, to be honest, because this is what it's all about. I mean, if you can be so far ahead of everyone else that he's not even on the game then, um, you know, you're going to have a leg up there. Uh, we've got a few Monaco players on there. So, 
closest one to compare him to would be Aurelien Chiumeni, who's yeah. 22 million right now. Um, That's so I imagine I was playing with myself. Really? And I couldn't yeah, pronounce I mean, the name, so I didn't go for it. <laughs> it's such a good breeding ground for young players. So yeah. I think similar to how we were talking about Dortmund, you, you know, you're going to trust that their development is going to go pretty well there. But yeah, this was about getting the player requests in and um, getting ahead of the game. Yeah, excellent. So it, it and as we said, as Avi has touched on there, you know, it it's about getting that one step ahead, you know. So if you, you do have players, right? We don't want, you know, you don't want to be scouting the under thirteens at, at Ajax to find out who the next big thing is. But you know, if you can get the march on a player and and you can get a price on them and a, you can get in there, that's that's the way to do it. That's what you want to be unearthing. Chris, have you heard on about Elliot Matazzo? Yeah, finally, I have. No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm not going to go down that route. If he's not on the website, then, you know, I'm not going to. Yeah. But uh, but I trust Avi's uh, judgment. Did uh, I got the names of the players that were um, that we're going to be talking about uh, in today, in this evening's show. So, you know, I, I had a look and Avi made a good point. You said he was compared to Hill Claude McAlealy, was it? So he's he's a smaller central midfield player. He's he's five foot nine or something like that, five foot eight. He's he's very combated, combative in the midfield. So yeah, it's, it's a good comparison. Our other players are, you know, um, Napalis Mendy as well at Leicester is that sort of small central midfield player that that gets about another one. I think was he at Nice or he could have been at Monaco. I don't know. But it's about getting in ahead of the game. Now I'm going to jump. Um, did we get? Oh, we don't even have a price on him, don't we? No, so, so that's fine. That's great. I'm going to jump over to Grizz's second choice. And Grizz's second choice is also a central midfield player. But this yeah, guy is uh, on the bigger end of the spectrum, I think. Yeah. Um, so first come to light uh, about Ryan Gravenbatch. Hopefully Graven I've Batch. said hopefully I've said that right. Um, obviously, sort of just before we played Ajax this season in the Champions League, and so you look for 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 sort of um their star players or danger men, so to speak. Uh when I say danger man, he's not so much a danger man. He's actually currently playing um, for Ajax as a as a as a defensive midfielder, which I don't think is his best role after sort of scouting him since then. Um, he was dubbed the new Clarence Sadoff, um, so you know high expectations Ajax of him. Um, <clears throat> I liken him to to Frank Reichard. Um, that was my uh, uh, take on him in terms of the way he plays. I think he's got the talent. I think he's got the 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 engine to sort of be a box to box midfielder. I think um, in the in the youth setup, he was more of a box to box since he sort of made his debut for Ajax at the age of sixteen. Um, sort of, he he's um, yeah, yeah, amazing. Well, yeah, he was State. the youngest player before that. Clarence Sadoff. So there, so there you go. So that's that's. I've done my homework. You see, you try to catch me out there, but you've done a gaff special there. Actually, that's not. Right, but, but yeah. So look, he broke. Um, he gets gets into the team, and this guy is sort of stylistically. Um, um, I'm going to go for a big one again. And Patrick Vieira. I think this guy has has it all. Um, he's six foot plus. Six uh, Yeah. Amazingly, amazingly elegant, um, sort of in this midfield. You expect that from an Ajax player to be comfortable on the ball, but Ajax don't normally sort of have 
or there's not many six foot three midfielders that can sort of run with the ball with this guy, his touch. He can be very creative. That's why I'm sort of slightly surprised how Ajax utilize him. I think he's got a, a, a lovely range of passing. Um, you know, he's elegant on the ball and that's the best way of describing him. I think he's going to grow physically yet as well and become an absolute monster of a, of a central midfielder. I can't see him at Ajax for more than two seasons, max. And I think, you know, he'll be snapped up by one of these big, big, big boys. Um, I haven't, I don't know of any big clubs after him or monitoring, but I, I, we know sort of every major club, every big club looks at Ajax and sees the sort of um, the talent coming through and, and has eyes on them already. And yeah, I think uh, Ryan Grevenbach, I'm assuming he's obviously probably very well highly thought of, but I think another kid who's going to an absolute, I mean, and you've got to remember he's still 18. Yeah. He's still a kid. Uh, so he's got so much potential, so much growth, not only as a player, but sort of in terms of this game as well, in my opinion. Yeah, he was voted the best talent in the Ajax Academy when they yeah. promoted him, obviously, into the first team. If you're going to make a debut at 16, you're obviously something about you. Um, in some ways, and this might seem a bit off the wall, he reminds me a bit of Paul Pogba as well. You know, he's, yes. that big, he's, he's a big... All, he's a rangy passer um, it's very interesting and it's funny I should say that because his agent is one Mino Riola which you know surely affects his value in the game Alfie how much are you talking about for Ryan Grabenberg yeah I mean I love this guy he's um, 54 million right now uh, which is obviously because I think that he, he kind of went up in profile especially because of the Champions League and especially because since the semi-final run that Ajax went on, you know, anyone with two feet, um, everyone's running around saying they're going to be the next big thing. Yeah. But I think he, he, he really is showing big signs of going on to be a fantastic central midfielder. I think my hope for him is that he does get further forward and whoever gets him under their wing does make him that kind of late running into the box, goal-scoring type midfielder. Um, I'd love it if he went on to be someone like kind of Sergei Malikovic-Savic. Um, Maybe he wouldn't go as far as saying as a type of Frank Lampard, but I don't think he could match that kind of output. But he has shown that he can get into the box well, so I think it'd be a waste not to. Um, but yeah, it, it's interesting. 54 million is obviously quite a lot, but when you're talking about a centre mid who's 18 playing in the Champions League and in that <coughs> position, could play for another 15 years or so at the top level, you're going to get a lot of chances to get a lot of that money back if he does go on to do what I kind of suspect he will. Yeah, it is very interesting. It's actually a good comparison, Milinkovic Savage, because physically he's he's a, another big beast, Milinkovic Savage, and he's one that by getting into the box, he does get in amongst the goals. Is it something that we think Rabenberch needs to work on? Is more goal involvement? So, like Avi will come to you. Do you think that's an area that he needs to work on, or what would you say? Do you think it, it's naturally will come to him from you know going to a you know, staying at Ajax, but moving on to a better team, Ada's development, the goals and the assists and all that will come with time. Yeah, definitely. I can actually see him, because of the Mina Raiola effect, I can see him leaving this summer. I think he, he likes taking pot shots as well from 30, 40 yards. I think he's one of those, yeah, I think with time and with maturity, he will get goals into his game. Um, he's not afraid to take set pieces as well. So, yeah, he's definitely got goals in him. And I think we'll see him further forward in his sort of next step of his career. I think right now under Ten Hag, I think he's laying the tactical side, sitting in that midfield, you know, in that centre circle, passing it around, tackling. I think we'll see his game elevate even further in the coming years. 
Yeah, indeed. Kieran says grabbing bait covers all ground a lot better than Milinkovic Savage. Oh yeah, I couldn't. I wasn't when I was comparing them. I just meant physically. You know what I mean? That they they big players that that can get into the box and cause a bit of havoc. Um, yeah, Milinkovic Savage doesn't cover the much half the ground the grabbing bitch does and and he likes a tackle and he's a bit of an all-rounder so he, he's a good one and like that what 54 million for a player like grabbing bitch that as we said the air of the vc isn't you know weighted in the game but as avi said the next move could be this summer he's not going to another league that's not in the game you know he's going to one of the big boys and he's he's really going to be um, going to become a mainstay at a, at a top team, I think. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Two midfielders there, two opposites, you know, a five foot nine against a six foot three, both central midfield, one really at the beginning of his career, and the other one ready to make that next step. So, yeah, it was, it was interesting to get the lads' um, take on those players. So, we're going to move on now to the, the last rivalry. This is an interesting one. This is I'm still thinking. I don't even know which way I'm going to swing on this one yet, and I've been thinking about it. This this is probably the hardest one for me, and it it's two players that are in the Premier League. It's two young players, both wide players, but probably see their futures as number nines. And it's Gabriel Martinelli at Arsenal and Mason Greenwood at Manchester United. Now look, we're Liverpool podcast here. We're Liverpool fans. We're not going to cloud any things on this by the fact that Mason Greenwood plays for Manchester United. We're going to judge on the fact that talent is talent at the end of the day. So, before we go on to this, Alf, you want to come to you? Can we get a value on both of these just before we start? What are these rated at? Sure. Curio? So, um, currently Martinelli is at 51 million and Greenwood is at 65. I think a lot of that is down to uh, the injury that Martinelli got. Um, obviously he's making his way back from that now but I think if anything I probably expected the gap to be a bit bigger between the two of them but Greenwood yeah. just hasn't really picked on that much this season so they're actually at, still at similar points but I'd love to hear what you guys think about who's going to go on to do most because it's a really interesting one yeah, I, I think this is a, a real good one to talk about. And that's why like, we'll have a few minutes on this one. Grizzle, I'll, I'll start with you, Martinelli. Um, we'll start on Martinelli and we'll, instead of just comparing them straight away. So I know we said we just look at projecting where they're going to go. But as a player, how do you rate, how highly do you rate Martinelli? Very high, very high. Arsenal, again, um, seem to have a, a lot of good young players in their ranks. Um, you know, Saka, Martinelli, this uh, other uh, Smith Rowe, you know, so they, they seem to be blessed with quite a few talents. Um, but but sort of the coaches and the coaching staff and, and fellow mates who've been supporting Arsenal for years and years say this is this is one hell of a player they've got on their books. Um, yeah, I agree with Alfie. I can imagine the valuations being sort of, you know, slightly scuppered by the the injuries that Martinelli's been having. It's not even only one. He's had a couple of niggly little injuries that have stopped start his, you know, stop started his career so far. The talent is there. He looks absolutely electric. Um, he seems to be sort of an in, inverted left winger type striker. He does. He hasn't played much through the middle for 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 Arsenal, as opposed to the other fellow we're going to talk about. And his club don't like mentioning their name even, but we have to needs must, I guess. Uh, but but yeah, um, Martinelli, big fan, 
very quick. Absolute loves playing on the shoulder. Stylistically, I, I, I think they're very different. I think Martinelli is a more on the on the on the back of the of the striker, a sort of uh, defender on the last line on the offside line, always trying to use it, utilize his pace, and has an absolute eye for a goal. Um, so yeah, that's Martinelli. I don't know if you want me to speak about Greenwood or. Um. Go ahead, will you there? Give us your thoughts. Yeah, on I, I, Greenwood plays on the opposite flank. Greenwood, I find I see a lot of a young Van Persie in Greenwood, um, especially his striking of the ball technique. He doesn't need much backlift. Um, taller than Martinelli, um, sort of not as quick as Martinelli, but more, how shall I say? He, to me, he looks like a more rounded player, um, sort of, you know, more intelligent more intelligent in his movement because of the fact that he's not as quick as Martinelli, where Martinelli, when he's fully fit and hopefully, you know, he, he gets back to fully fit, full fitness, he's more lively, he's more sort of quicker, sharper, whereas Martinelli, you can see him developing into more of a footballer, very much like, as I said, Van Persie, where Van Persie was a brilliant creator as, as well as a deadly finisher as well. Yeah, indeed. Um, interesting comparison there with Greenwood and Robin Van Persie. Avi, what about yourself? Martinelli, we'll start on him. How do you, what do you rate Martinelli? Uh, yeah, I, th I think he's incredible. I think he's a really, really good player. I think he's incredible. Um, the, the injuries have hit him quite hard because he's had some serious injuries. I don't think they were niggling. They, one of them was quite bad last season. Um, he just got away with one last week, I think, with the, with the ankle injury, but I don't yeah. think that's so severe. He, it's funny because they should have been playing for the same team. They should have been playing for United because he had his trials first at United and then Barcelona and he was very close, Martinelli, to joining United. But for some reason or another, um, it didn't materialise. I think Martinelli's really good. If he can stay fit, Arsenal got a really good player in them, a real gem. With Greenwood, my friends a couple of years ago, they've been hyping this kid, the United fans, they've been hyping this kid for the last few years and... Last season, I think you saw him, especially in the Europa League last season, he scored a fair share of goals. And even after yeah. Project Restart, when these restarted again, there was some goals that you think Greenwood, oh my, like, geez, like, no backlift in his left foot, just like Grizz was saying, Van Persie. I think there's a little bit of Fowler in Greenwood. That left foot, you know, remember that trusted left foot that Robbie had? He could just hit it. The goal against Villa many years back, no backlift, went to the top corner. So I think they're both, they're Oh, it's it's a really hard decision to pick who you who you would out of the two, but Greenwood, I think, you know, he can go left or right as well. I think this season has been a bit of a learning one for him. I think he's, he, you know, some of the behaviour that you know we've supposedly been told in the media with the England setup and whatnot. But I think both of them they're they're on that trajectory to go to the top if they just again stay grounded. Martinelli not so much. I think he's in the right sort of you know structure around him. I think it's more Greenwood. He just needs to um concentrate on his football because we know what a talent he is. Yeah, it's true. I mean, some of the comments in there, Kev is saying Martinelli at Arsenal won't have the pressure to win a league, so it could give him more time. It's a, it's a fair enough point. But Greenwood, you know, 17 goals, Kieran says, 17 goals last season. It's, it's not to be sniffed at. Now, I know that's a Europa League run, but for the purposes of the game, Alfie, that's fine, isn't it? Because Europa League is 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 uh, where you want to be at as well as the Champions League. Or does it have less weight in the game in the Europa League than the Champions League? It does have a bit less weight, so you'd be looking at kind of similar levels of performance pay to them to if they got the goals and their wins in the domestic league. So it, it does work out. I mean, if you're basically play, playing two games where you're getting performance pay a week, if you're playing at the Premier League and the Europa League, there's so much value there. And I think 
young players like Martinelli once they really get going. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. They are going to be playing both games in the week. Um, Greenwood, for me, um, is a stupidly reliable finisher. I think they're two players that have outperformed their XG so, so highly, um, which some people might see as worrying as the sort of thing that's going to tail off. But I just think for Martinelli's positional awareness, he kind of can't miss the position positions he gets in because it's always kind of in and around the box and Greenwood just the way he hits the ball is just so sure of himself so I think they're, they're both good bets but yeah it, it's like you say if you think Greenwood's going to be playing more Champions League football then definitely for the immediate future then he's probably your best bet um, but I think probably big features for them both Exactly and and it's, it's the whole point isn't it if you're judging on them now I think Mason Greenwood if we were doing this maybe at the start of the season, Mason Greenwood would be light years ahead of Martinelli because he had got that season last year where he'd established himself as part of a, a front three for, for Manchester United. That, that looked like he was going to be a mainstay. And for whatever reason, he's been in and out of the team this year. Martinelli has had the injury issues. Martinelli's a great example of good scouting as well because Arsenal bought him. Obviously, Avi said he was trialed at United and Barcelona, but he came from Ituano, a tour division Brazilian team. It's not That's like he came. That is some scouting. It's not like he came from, you know, Vasco da Gama or, you know, uh, Flamengo Santos, any of these big name teams in, in Brazil. It, it's, it's a little known team that he came from. So to get him in there, and from the minute I seen him playing, the first thing I thought with Martinelli was, I'd love him at Liverpool. He would be excellent in Liverpool as a and so and he covered any of the front three sort of positions because he has that versatility whereas Greenwood I always saw as a centre forward as a as a player that was going to bang in goals but he surprised me Greenwood with how dangerous he is on that right right wing for United so if I was to say up till now who would I who would be the better bet I would say Mason Greenwood but projecting into the future you know, what way, Grizz, I'll come back to you. Where do you see these two lads ending up in five years? Let's, well, let's talk about that way. Where do you see these two being in five years? I can see, I can, the thing is, I can see Greenwood staying at Barca, um, Barcelona, at Man United. I can see Greenwood staying at Man United, being a local boy and everything, and sort of, you know, the whole romance of his, his boyhood club, etc. But Martinelli, I can see going to a big club and not staying at Arsenal. And it's all about, as we've discussed, it's all about that next move under what coach, what level they're playing at. Right now, I agree with everything you said about Greenwood playing Champions League football, more, more chance of playing Champions League fo football. So it's an absolute tough one. You, uh, I, I still can't decide. Um, I can see Martinelli, I can see Martinelli going to uh, a, a massive, huge Italian club um, in a few years' time. I can really, really see that. Um, whereas Greenwood will stay at Man United, and then you know, do where do we see Man United in a few years' time? You know, they, you know, they seem to be getting better and better. Um, it's a tough one to call. I'm gonna, 
I'm going to go with uh, Greenwood. But just I'd, I'd go with the, the projection that sort of you know the goals and assists. I think he just he's just a goal machine, as as Alfie says. His finishing is this is so deadly. It's it's almost you know the efficiency of his finishing is it's absolutely superb, even at a young age. So I think he's only going to get better than that's where he's going to get the, the points, I guess. Yeah, in a similar way, last week we discussed about Curtis Jones. You know, if Curtis Jones isn't at Liverpool, it's because he hasn't made it. And I think if Mason Greenwood isn't at Manchester United, it's because he's probably had a dip and they've sold him rather than him moving on. Um, which is the the thing, you know, Martinelli, you can see him moving on to bigger and better because of the position Arsenal are in at the moment. So it is interesting. I mean, you know, Mason Greenwood could be the next... Um, I don't know, the next, let's say, Wayne Rooney and be a mainstay for United for the next 10 years. Or he could be Danny Welbeck. He could be a local lad that had all the promise at the start and then injuries caught up for him and, and his career maybe went off the off the, off the tracks a bit. So it's hard to, to project where, you know, it isn't a move or where you see Martinelli maybe ending up. But have you, what do you think happens with these two lads? Where do you see them going or who do you project to have the better career for the for the purposes of the game? Yeah, it's it's a hard one to choose. They're both. I mean, with Martinelli, if he can stay injury free, um, he's had a torrid time of it. If he can stay injury free, get a couple of years, three four years at Arsenal before you know if he, if he is to move to a bigger club or go to Spain or Italy, like you say, he's going to be one hell of a player. With Greenwood, it's one of those he can either go, like you said, the same path as like a Marcus Rashford. Or he can go. Not that he will. I don't. I don't think he will. But he could be another case of like a Ravel Morrison who had the world at his feet, literally. Um, yeah, good shout. It's a, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one because I know Martinelli's been called up by Tite as well for by Brazil. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Martinelli. I'm gonna go opposite Grizz. Yeah. I'll go with Martinelli. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I will go myself for, as I've said, you know, the 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 career trajectory of these, and I'm not talking about 10 years down the line, you know. The, the worry I have for Mason Greenwood is that Manchester United will buy attacking players and you could get lost in the in the pack with a win now sort of mentality that they could have. I think he's benefited. And look, he's back in the Europa League, so it could be good for him this season. But he, the worry is that he gets lost, and he's not going to move. His it's Manchester United make a big at Man U, or you know, if he doesn't, like I said, he's moving on to Everton or something. And you know, that there's only one way that's going to end up. Martinelli, on the other hand, is I don't think is as good a player as Mason Greenwood, but he could have a move in him that that helps him burst on and become a, a a top attacking attacking talent. I'm gonna go for Greenwood because I think Greenwood as a finisher, as Avi said he's like reminds him of Robbie Fowler, Grizz thinks he reminds him of Robin Van Persie. To me he's very like Daniel Sturridge as well. I mean there's there's bits of everything in the young flit. His, his striking is just it's brilliant. You know he's 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 it's similar to Jota for Liverpool He's not taking five chances to get one on target. His, his shots are all hitting the target. And, and if you can hit the target with your shots, I think it's always a, a great asset and attribute. I think, yeah, I think you're going to go with, with Greenwood. What about you, Alfie? How would you come down on this? 
I think it might off. use similar uh, reasoning to you, but probably are on the side of Martinelli. I think, like you say, United are probably going to go and spend hundred odd million on Jaden Sancho in the summer, and then where do you see Greenwood fit in it? Um, if he's not going to play on the right, he's probably not going to play a striker ahead of Martial and Rashford or even Cavani. Um, so where do you really see him getting the chances in that team? Whereas Martinelli, we've seen Arteta recently, maybe not at the start, he was kind of wanting to play Pepe and Aubameyang and Lacazette a lot, but now he's starting to put more faith in the youngsters. And if they can all come through at the same time, I think he's going to be very keen to play them all together so that they can age together. And Martinelli is, I, I think, probably their most exciting young player, even ahead of Saka. Um, so I think Martinelli just about edges it for me. Yeah, and to look at that, look like I said, we knew this was going to be a divisive one because they're both excellent players. And as something you touched on there, Alfie, is the the fate that that um, Arteta is putting in these young lads. I'm not convinced about it yet because he seems to be just clutching at something to work. You know what I mean? And Saka, Smith Rowe, and and Martinelli, I think he'll he'll start phasing these at least one or two of these lads out to get experience in probably put granite jacket on the laden wing to get one of them out just to get experienced players in so you know that that's the worry i have with martinelli is will he be trusted at arsenal and if he is he could really take off you know so look it's 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 a very interesting debate i knew it would be with that i knew that was going to be a tough one because as i said you know it's a manchester united talent we're not going to be here saying oh no he's brutal he's crappy wouldn't take him he's an excellent excellent prospect as is martinelli and both similar and all trade rivalries i think were good to know um similar players similar positions similar attributes at similar stages of their career so that that's what it's all about um so that's we've come so, to all sorry, the sorry sorry uh, to bear in mind as well just a quick one if, if uh, you've got to remember that united brought um ahmed diallo as well from atlanta who's a wonder kid who's yeah. played he's, he's he looks amazing in the reserve level at um, atlanta so yeah something to bear in mind bought, 18 as well he also bought for kondo palestri from yeah. um uh Penarol, so you know it's it, they're they're humping into that youth system as well, and they're looking for my boy Thiago Almada as well. So you know there could be a log jam there. Now I'm not saying any of them are as good as Mason Greenwood at this stage, and he's still only a very young player. <clears throat> but as Alfie said, if they bring in a Sancho, you could probably yeah. You look at Sancho, Rashford, Martial. You could move on Martial and make Greenwood your centre forward if you want. But it it does sort of maybe you know stunt his his growth and his development. Look, it, it is what it is. That's their problem. We won't uh, lose too much sleep over that one. Um, so we've gone through the players, and you know, as we've said earlier, this it's a new show that we're doing. It's excellent. Five yards. It, it's taken off, and it's it's something that we really enjoy. And and the listeners, the, the people that are in the chat seem to enjoy the the premise of it as well. So Alfie, before we go, um. Have you a little update on on five yards? You know, around the the being based in the UK and things like that. Um, yeah, of course. So um, we've really enjoyed the show as well. I think it's gone pretty perfectly so far. It's really interesting hearing people get passionate about players they think are going to go far. Um, we are going to take a break with it. We're going to take probably about a month or so. Uh, the main reason being that we understand that a lot of the viewer base is based outside the UK specifically in Ireland. And right now, um, because of certain restrictions, we're not available in Ireland. 
So a lot of people will be getting uh, error messages when they try to hop on for the game, uh, which we understand really frustrating. So within the next month or so, um, we're pretty confident that we're going to be able to get at least the scouting side up so that people can go on and talk about the players that they have fallen in love with. Um, so a brief pause, we're still going to be in a lot of contact. Um, fire any and all opinions at five double underscore yards. Um, tag day trippers as well, because I'm sure they'd love to hear it too. Yeah. No, no, definitely. And it's something that we will be definitely keeping uh, at the forefront over the weeks that we're, we're going to have this little break because, as I said, it, it's something that, you know, the the, pe- the contributors on this show enjoy doing this. I know the two lads on here today really enjoy this sort of thing. And I know Shawnee was on last week. It's something that Shawnee likes. And, and other lads that will be in the group would be certainly very interested in this. And I think it's excellent. And it's just to, to sort of get it all working correctly that we're going to take this little, we call it a little break, a little hiatus, but we are going to keep in touch with the lads and we are going to keep promoting the game. And as, as Alfie said, the scouting side of it, scouting reports, we can do all that sort of stuff. And then hopefully we'll come back soon and be ready to rock, you know, because I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great premise. And I think it's something that we can really, you know, help push on together, you know, that way. And as you said, tag the day trippers and any information to keep in, keep in contact with the, the lads at five yards. And we should get this up and running as soon as possible. So, um, look, I think we'll leave it there unless anyone has anything else you want to say. No, um, I think I'm, I think I've run out of notes. <clears throat> Good man, Grace. Not enough ink in that pen. Um, Alfie, I want to thank you again for coming on. I really enjoyed the show. As I've said, I really enjoyed the premise um, of Five Yards and as we'll be back soon with, with more of these. But thanks again for coming on. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's my pleasure. Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. Grizz, as always, you're one of the Mount Rushmore's around here. I knew you enjoyed that show tonight. I knew you did. Uh, this is your life on the players. I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'll be more prepared for the next show. Oh, it gives me time. I'm amazing, amazing. Alfie's given me a month to do some more preparatory work, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna un- we're gonna unearth some gems. That's what it's all about. That's Absolutely what it's all real. about. And Avi, how was the debut tonight? How do you feel? Confident? The nerves have gone. Happy yeah, with yeah. the debut performance? Yeah. No. Thank you for having me on. I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and take um, Alfie's. Um, suggestion on Eddie Amy so I'm just going to YouTube yeah. him now for the next sort of hour or so and uh, make a judgment that's it and take the tips you know we're RB Salzburg get on them get on the, the middle and French teams as well that's where all the value is going to be lads this is where the value will be but look it's been another great show in the chat thanks to everyone in the chat for joining in as usual the chat lawyers um, a lot of good comments uh, a lot of people looking to talk about general football not the knife for that, you know. This is the scouting, this is the scout report. There'll be no Stop telling us, man. United have gone top and yeah, we signed a center back. Not tonight, not tonight. Yeah, we don't we don't care about any of that nonsense. Absolutely. This isn't the knife. This is not the knife for that. So look, it's been our, our second scout report. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with, with another one of these. We hope you have enjoyed it. But for tonight, I've been your host, Keith, and I'll talk to you again soon. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return. 
and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.